This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Some alarming new numbers reinforce what we already know about how dangerous falls are for seniors. Now, people in that age group made up over half of the injury-related hospitalizations in Canada, and this according to the Canadian Institute for Health Information. About four out of five times this type of hospitalization was due to a fall. The second cause, as you heard in Gavin's news, was vehicle collisions. Now, we know that falls often lead to major decline and even death. And vehicle collisions, as I said, they were the second leading cause of admissions. And here again, we know that most of the injuries and fatalities from traffic collisions hit older people. Now, I would like to hear from you. Have you experienced a fall or maybe a loved one? And what did it lead to? Maybe you've recovered well from a fall. Uh, Maybe you ended up losing a loved one uh, from a decline that started with a fall. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And of course, we also want to talk about what to do to prevent falls. So first, we go to Jeff Fernie, who is a senior scientist at the University Health Network and the Toronto Rehabilitation Institute. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Libby. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Great. So do these numbers surprise you? Uh, the, the gross number is 137,500 seniors hospitalized for injuries. No, it doesn't surprise me. Um, it just reinforces exactly as you said that we really do need to focus on preventing falls whenever we can. Now, I gather from this research that many or most of these falls were preventable. Well, I don't know how you can assume that uh, from the data, but um, we can certainly make a good attempt to. Really, most of the falls were the result of slips, trips, and stumbles. And there are two parts of falls that's worth thinking about. One is to avoid the, the cause, the slip or the trip or the stumble. We call it the perturbation. And the second is to recover from it before you get injured, before you hit the ground. Mm -hmm. So um, we should focus on both, and we should begin perhaps talking about avoiding slips um, because that's where I can be the most helpful, although we'll get on to trips as well. What's the difference um, between a slip and a trip? Oh, it's it's easy. Uh, A slip is when your foot gets away from you, and you fall over typically backwards. Okay. Um, a trip is when you encounter um, a, a slight rise in the in the ground or a, a crack or something, and your foot that's swinging forward is suddenly stopped, and you fall forward typically. Okay. 
I've got it. I didn't know that. So already in, in the first few minutes of the show, I've learned something. So uh, how do you, uh, what did you want to tell us about avoiding? Well, there's, there's lots of things. Um, but Libby, the, the, the key to avoiding slips and trips really is the interface between your foot and the floor. It's your foot where or what you're walking on. Um, it's this, it's um, obviously you need good friction between the the shoe and the floor if you're not going to slip. Now, the most obvious um, occasion for that is, and you've talked to me before about it, is winter and slipping on snow and ice, but it's not the only time. Um, for example, I expect in your house, as, as in mine nowadays, you take your shoes off when you come in, right? Mm, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, but increasingly that's done mainly because to, of avoiding bugs coming in on the bottom of your feet, C. difficile and stuff from standing in um, dog poop on the street. So people take them off, but often don't, um, uh, you know, then paddle around in their socks, which can be very slippery, or in their bare feet, which can be bad if you bump into something. So um, it's good to have a, a pair of shoes that you dedicate to being inside and um, put on to move around indoors so that, I mean, most falls do happen indoors, you know, at home. I, I was just looking up the number on that, and I have to say that I was surprised by that. Uh, I had it a second ago, but again, yes, most most of these injuries occurred in the home. Yeah. And I will ferret out the number as we continue speaking. Yeah, it's a big table to look through, but 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 it's important anyway, because um, slipping in your socks or slipping going downstairs or whatever is something that you should avoid. So in the winter, it's easy. We've got, in Toronto, we, we run ratemytreads.com and you choose good winter footwear. And although that's a struggle because the winter footwear still isn't the greatest, it's getting better each year. In terms of being indoors, there is evidence that you should be careful to wear non-slippery, well-fitting things indoors. Um, it will help. Tripping is a different thing. Um, I had my hip replaced a few years ago, so I know quite intimately about this. Um, when you, as you get older, you, the kind of the ability to lift your foot high off the ground decreases. And also if you get tired, the walk, human walking is kind of magic. Um, one foot goes on the ground and that's called the stance phase. And the other foot swings forward from behind to out front of you. And it's very clever. It swings forward quite quickly and it's really close to the ground. I mean, it's within a few millimeters as it moves forward and when you think about that, that's really amazing that the body can do that. But as we get older or if we get tired, that gap between the foot swinging forward and the ground can get smaller. And indeed, um, we can even begin to shuffle. Now, if it gets smaller, you only need a small discontinuity in the surface. And of course, we have lots of those, even though the city really makes an effort to deal with them. Um, with freezing, frost heave and stuff. There's always little cracks and, uh, on pavements. And, uh, or big ones. Yeah, but the big ones are not such a big problem, actually, Libby, because you can see the big ones. 
Um, interestingly, it's the small ones that catch people. Um, and so the foot just hits that and it stops. But your body's still moving forward. And um, because you're still moving forward, you're putting, starting to put weight onto that one that's foot that's stopped. And then you just go over forwards and, and, and on, your, on your hip, which can be nasty. And you probably will have a hip fracture. You quite often will have a wrist fracture because you stick your arm out to protect yourself. Um, if you slip, by the way, you, you often fall backwards and bang your head on the pavement, which is another, another issue. So, prevent, so preventing slips is with footwear. Preventing trips is being fitter, being stronger. I do two sessions of, of gym a week to build the strength to lift my foot, to make sure I'm aware of that and I don't get tired and drag it on that um, swing through. Now, I, I want to take a, a call here. I just want to say something about being fitter. And it's interesting that uh, I do a certain type of exercises and one of the things the instructors say that there are a lot of people who don't have mobility in their toes. And yes. and if you just do, I mean, this is not a strenuous exercise, you know, moving your toes while you're watching TV or anywhere, that's a big, huge help. Because if you don't have mobility in your toes, it's obviously going to affect your balance. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the exercise. Uh, I want to take a call from June in Mississauga. Hi, June. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm doing okay. Um, I agree with everything that's being said up until now because I've had experience with most of it. But I was calling um, my brother who was 74. Um, he had many things in his life, like a kidney transplant and a heart bypass. Wow. But the thing that killed him, he was coming out his front door and he fell on his front steps of his house. Um, went by ambulance to the hospital. He had broken his leg. They had repaired it. Uh, his wife was told to, to go home that um, he was just recovering. She phoned later, and they said, bring somebody with you. She went back to the hospital, and he had died of a blood clot that developed after the operation. Uh, so sorry to hear that. And it was, it was so sad. And the problem with it being so sudden when you expect him to go of a lot of other things, my 96-year-old mother, of course, could not get past it, and she also passed away. Sorry to hear that. So falls are the number one problem of most of my friends. I am now 79, mm -hmm. and I had a mat in my kitchen, and... About three times I caught the corner of it, and I said, you know what, June? That mat has got to go. Yeah, You know what? Those things are hazards. And and as a matter of fact, uh, we just got back from holiday, and there's a mat like near the back door. I just, like, mm -hmm. told my husband, get it out of there. You know, a little bit of dirt isn't the end of the world. Exactly. And I have a pair of shoes that I use in the house because I find that um, I agree that they keep me from falling, they keep my foot firmer on the floor, but it's true, and I take Tai Chi, and I fell, almost fell when I was gardening, and the Tai Chi instructor said, as soon as you think you're going to go, pull your shoulders down. And as soon as you do that, straightens you right back up again. 
Wow, I've never heard that. Thank no, you for the tip, June. But I did that when I was gardening, you know, kind of on a hill. And you go to get up, you're kind of going forward. It brought my shoulders back and it brought me back up. Okay, that's okay. a good tip. June, was- thank you for sharing your story with us. Appreciate okay. it. Okay, thank you and love your soul. Thank Bye. you very much. Okay, people, I'm going to give the numbers out again, and we would like to hear from you with your story about falls or if you have some tips like June, straightening out your shoulders. I never heard that one. The number's to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And um, there again with June, we had a tragic story of somebody whose fall led to his demise very, very sad jeff fernie yes um you know june i I noted three things from june's very helpful comments and it it was sad but the first was the fall happened at a doorstep you know i was driving around toronto yesterday and i was coming down spadina past a fairly new development down a side street and i could see you know how the steps tend to come down to the street And this was new steps, and they had a handrail on both sides, which, by the way, is really, really important because Mm -hmm. if you fall on stairs and steps, that's really nasty. That's something you've got to pay a lot of attention to, and you cannot step to save yourself. So you've got to be able to grasp something. But the handrail stopped before the bottom. Oh. And and, and it, it was like a death trap. The last two steps were different heights to all the other steps and to each other. Oh, oh, but yeah, that it just doesn't sound very good. No, and we see this all over the place. Townhouses where um, maybe the indoors they have banisters on the stairs, but outdoors, the at best the rails come a little bit of the way, but they never go right to the bottom. And one of the key things is that. You really, we really shouldn't be sissies. We should really hang on to the rails. We should hold the rails right until the very bottom because it's so common to misjudge the last step and think you've taken it. Um, and you must have done that, surely. I well, have. Well, the, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a very good point. Uh, and I know that we put in a handrail on the second part of our outdoor stairs when my mother-in-law was, was still alive, but it's kind of a wide staircase you couldn't hold on to both of them at once but at least no, you could grab least, onto one at a time yeah but at least you can you can follow on one side or the other and whichever is your good arm right as yeah. you go up and you go down and it is important if you can to have a rail on both sides because it does halve the number of accidents but it doesn't mean you have to hold both rails um, typically you have a preference or you're carrying something, unfortunately, in the other hand. So you can be close to the rail that you've got your free, strong hand. Yeah. yeah. Th- and be- before I, I get back to our callers, I, I want to make one point about the Matt comment. Uh, again, I was just on holiday and in a lot of the hotels, they had rolled up uh, this these kind of uh, rubber mats for the bath and shower with these little suction cups. And those things are a hazard because they never stick properly and they're more likely to make you trip than prevent you from tripping. Okay, so let's talk about that in a minute. Um, okay. Or now, whichever you like. Okay. You know, I'm also scared. When you go into a hotel... Typically, they have a bathtub where you have to step over the side. And we're doing 
UHM, we're doing t- studies at the moment to try to change the Canada Building Code. Or to, what, we, what we do is we provide the evidence to support a change in the Building Code, which should be happening next year, um, where it'll be mandatory to have grab bars in Canadian bathrooms, all new bathrooms, and any time you need a work permit to build a, or renovate a bathroom, you'll have to have grab bars, and they have to be in the right place, and they have to be strong enough. As far as the bath mat is concerned, there aren't any standards on that at the moment. But one little trick is to take a, a, ta- a hotel towel and just put it in the bottom of the bathtub. Let it get wet. Um, and uh, that'll provide some some non-slip, um, better than nothing. Um, but it is uh, it, 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 often the fall comes when you're stepping out of the bathtub with wet, perhaps even soapy feet onto the bathroom floor and there's nothing to hang on to as you do it. Yeah, you, those grab bars are, are lifesavers. Absolutely. Let's take a call from John in Guelph. Hi, John. Hello there. Um, I just wanted to tell you uh, once in my life when I got it right, uh, I was walking on wet, icy pavement when I, back when I was in college, and I'm now a senior. And my gosh, you know, I suddenly realized, oh my God, I'm slipping. And I, with one hand, I drove my briefcase forward to oppose the turn and suddenly had an inspiration. I said, sit down. <laughs> and I did. I just folded up my knees and I sat on the pavement and gently roll back. So I took all the steam out of the fall by sitting down. Now, I got a lot of funny-looking stares from uh, the other students around about me, and uh, I really didn't care because I wasn't hurt. But, you know, it's really hard to remember that in a fall. It's terribly hard to remember, and I'm not sure I've ever remembered it since. So, but it really works. Okay, yeah, but John, I hope you were wearing, or I hope now, from now on, you wear good winter footwear when you go out. I know this is the wrong time of the year to talk about it, but it's it's the key. You've got to wear. You're good absolutely shoes, right. It's it's never the wrong time to talk about it. Yes, I went out recently in a in a heck of a snowstorm because it was such a wonderful snowstorm, and I went about 900 meters by the time I got back, and I was distracted. As I turned into the driveway, my driveway, and I probably leaned into the turn slightly. Never, never coach your driveway because a skift of snow makes it like polished ice. And yeah, halfway down, I said, holy, you know, I'm falling. <laughs> so anyway, I got an arm down. No, I didn't break it. And I planned to have my head hit my deltoid muscle on the arm that was down. Turns out it won't get that far. It hits the bone (laughs) instead. (laughs) And that hurt. (laughs) And yes, I did have a concussion. (laughs) And my head never hit the ground. It hit my shoulder. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, another thing you want to avoid. John, thanks for your call. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, we're going to, <clears throat> excuse me, bring in Nicholas Najako from the uh, Canadian Institute for Health Information. Hi, Nicholas. Hi there. So, um, was there anything that surprised you in these numbers? 
Yeah, so when we look at our most recent year of data, we noticed that of all of our injury-related hospitalizations across Canada last year, just over half of those were related to seniors and injuries there, so those age 65 and older. Mm -hmm. And of those seniors' injuries, uh, injury hospitalizations, over 80% of those were all due to falls. Yep, we've been discussing that. So was there anything in your data that you found surprising? Yeah, that was really the most surprising thing is that we're seeing the vast majority there impacting our seniors group. But, of course, we know we have an aging population here in Canada, so we are expecting to see an increase in some of those numbers. But looking back a couple of years, uh, we do see about a 9% increase in injury-related hospitalizations for seniors um, across the country. So something we wanted to to make note of this year for sure. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm assuming that that rate of increase is is higher than you had seen in the past? It's a little bit higher, but with the aging population, we do expect to see more more falls and trips and slips and other injuries as we have more and more people, of course, who are living longer in Canada and who are making up that age 65 and, and older age group. Okay. Um, we are going to take a call from Martha in Port Perry. Hi, Martha. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I am very well. Thank you. You're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, I just, I just wanted to say uh, hello to Dr. Fernie and to mention to people um, on the show that Dr. Fernie helped us. Uh, they call us the Bowling Girls of Port Perry. I, I think I've interviewed you. You share a you, home, right? You have indeed. And um, Dr. Fernie and his wonderful group um, helped us on a couple of things that I thought I would mention. First of all, um, the idea of placing a second stair rail down a staircase to have one on each side if the design and the widths can accommodate that because it really is very helpful when you're walking down to be able to hold the two stair rails. Mm-hmm. So that was one idea that he gave us. A second idea um, was the lipless shower. We were constructing uh, our showers, our bathrooms, and so we were able to design showers that actually have no lintel on them at all, and yet the water somehow stays in the in the uh, the tub. And the third really is a, a thank you that all seniors should give to Dr. Fernie and his staff for all of the research that they did about the um, dimensions on the run and the rise of staircases. And Dr. Fernie can correct me, but I believe that the, um, the depth of the stair is now larger in terms of new building code and the influence on that building code. And again, you were talking about seniors and their toes, and some of us have very long feet. And so stairs become a very dangerous place for seniors in terms of falls. And his research was instrumental in making those changes, I think, for a new builds. So all in all, we would like to thank him for, for his, uh, his research and his work and certainly his advice to us regarding our home. Well, there you go. That's, that's nice to get a, a thank you. And, and Martha, uh, do you take care to do exercise or move your toes around to make sure that, that you know, you, you've still got some pretty good mobility? Yes, absolutely. In fact, I think I've had to do that my whole life to avoid uh, um, trips because I wear a size 11 and a half double A shoe. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Libby. Okay. Thank you, Martha. Martha, okay. it's lovely to hear from you. Um, you're one of my heroes. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you're one of hers as well. We like to hear that. Let's hear from uh, Kate in Toronto. Hello, Kate. Hi. Um, I think your previous caller just 
actually mentioned what I was going to talk about in that um, I have experienced in two different houses and they were both new builds about maybe, well, not brand new, but maybe 20 years old. And the staircase, uh, when you go out the back door and this steps down into the garage and the, there's a, there's a, like a lintel, the, sto- the, the, the bottom of the door is about half an inch higher than the stair. Mm-hmm. So when you're coming in or going out, if you step on the lintel, your foot is, is wobbling and the stair is not wide enough to put your foot on. You know, like you, you can only get, and I don't, I mean, I take a size eight shoe, so I don't have large feet. Oh, I so do average, I. <laughs> I have average feet. Yeah. And your foot does not fit on the stair. So you have to be very careful when you step out over those things that you're not sort of teetering on the edge of the lintel and you can only sort of stand on your instep or, well, stand, yeah. or go down the stairs sideways. The stairs are not wide enough and they're not level with the door lintel. Well, and, when and you have, have a situation like that, maybe what you have to do is <clears throat> is fix it. Yeah, well, <laughs> they were not my houses. <laughs> but uh, okay. I was I was helping someone move and there were a few of us who were carrying things up and uh, we actually tripped over that lintel, you know, at the bottom of the stairs. If the stair was, was the length, and, but it doesn't seem to be, um, that, that seems to be standard, you know. And I, 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 I think the stairs should be wider and they should be level with the door. Okay, Kate, I will let Jeff Fernie respond. Yeah, Kate, my mum had the same problem. I was always scared of that. And one of the things I did was to make sure there was a light that she... She has a little dimension now. I know you don't, but you can all, we can always be forgetful. I put a light bulb in there that's low wattage but can never be turned off. Um, so it's always illuminated. To painted the step yellow and made sure there was a good handrail by it. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's uh, it's it's one of many little traps that there'll be typically around people's home. And Libby is dead right. You you just can't ignore it. You've got to do something about it rather than wait for something to happen. And and you know, speaking of my trip, and I don't think this is practical for people's homes, but uh, we were going around a lot of uh, ancient archaeological sites, and and. The, the stairs were pretty wacky and, and there were some heavy climbs. But what they did was they painted a line at the end of each step so you'd know, because otherwise you might not know that it was the end of a step. So I don't know that that's a practical thing, but but you've got to do something to show where the end of the step is. Yeah, you've got to make it contrast. And, and the brain is, is, is interesting in that sense. When you walk up or downstairs, the brain takes note of the first and maybe the second step, how deep and how high they are, and then it turns off. It assumes all the other steps are going to be the same. So that if there's a difference in any step, um, it, the brain doesn't notice it, and you go. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, we're basically out of time on this. Nicholas Najeko, what would you like to leave us with on this? So just to recognize that we know the Canadian population is getting older, and so we think it's important that we take steps to reduce injuries and hospitalizations among our seniors' population, especially because, as we've been talking about, these injuries are often preventable. So we hope that 
Kaihaisea and information can really be a rich source of information for everyone across the country looking to identify improvement opportunities and really inform best practice. Okay, well, people, Free For All Friday is coming up tomorrow. And if we couldn't get to you today, call back tomorrow and and give us your ideas on how to prevent falls and your experiences. Uh, We will be all ears then. And thank you to Nicholas Najako and uh, Jeff Fernie. Thank you so much for all your tips. We appreciate it very much. Happy to do it, Libby. Thanks for having us on. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.